There goes St. John again, kind of confusing us at the beginning of the Gospel. What was Jesus talking about there anyway? The beginning of John's Gospel we heard today. Well, there's some clues. We're at the Last Supper because you heard that Judas had just left. And what he was doing is he was initiating the passion of Jesus, preparing to betray Jesus unto the authorities, which would lead to his crucifixion and death. So when Judas left, Jesus started to talk about, in a way maybe that the disciples didn't fully understand, what was going to happen to him. And when he was talking about glory and being glorified and whatnot, he was saying that God's glory will be shown to the world, to the earth, to everyone, because I'm going to go through a terrible passion, because I'm going to die for the sins of all, and because I'm going to rise from the dead. So the glory of God, the showing of God, if you will, the manifestation of God, is what he was talking about through his crucifixion, death, and resurrection. Oh, okay, well, we can kind of make sense out of all of that. But then there's a little something further here that we've got to talk about. And that is, well, when Jesus was crucified, when he sacrificed himself on the cross, that was a pure act of love. I think we can see that. Anybody here want to raise your hand and say you want to be crucified? I don't think anybody would, and I wouldn't blame you. But remember that, that verse from the earlier part of St. John's Gospel, for God so loved the world, you know it, that he sent his only son into the world. Why? Not to condemn it, but to save it. And this, my friends, God always loves, but if we want to really have a good supreme example of God's love, it's Jesus on the cross. So the glory of God is shown through his love. The glory of God is shown through the way that Jesus loved us as the Son of God. The glory of God, his love, is shown to us on the cross. Okay, I think we can get that too. But now, here comes the part where you really get involved. You're already involved in this. But this is where you really get involved. Did anybody hear today what Jesus said about the new commandment? Anybody, anybody catch that one? You did. Of course you did. It didn't sound new, though, did it? <laughs> We're supposed to love. Okay, well, okay. Even to the disciples at, at Jesus' time, that didn't sound new to them either because they already knew they were supposed to love God and, and, and love other people. So what was Jesus talking about that was so new? Well, well, are you ready? You and I are to love as he did. Oh, that's new. It's not the people who are closest to you that you only love. It's not the people in your immediate circle of friends that you only love. It's not the people in an ethnic group or, or a racial group, whatever it is, that you might find yourself in that you only love. It's everybody. It's everybody. That's new. That's new. Why? Because he loved this way. He didn't restrict his love to a particular group of people. 
It's everybody. He's all in. And that's what Jesus is asking us to do and to be, is to love as he did. So we look up there. We see self-sacrificing love. That's for you and me to do. We look up there and we see humility, putting oneself second, the others first. That's what you and I are to do. Oh, that's bruising to our egos, by the way, isn't it? Man, that's not exactly the most easy thing to do. But that's what he's calling it. Now, we don't have to kind of conjure this up by ourselves. That's why you're here today. That's why you're hearing the Word. That's why you're going to receive the Eucharist. That's why you're receiving other sacraments. That's why you're learning from your past mistakes and how you're forgiven through the past mistakes. You don't do this all by yourself. You force yourself to love. No. It takes God's grace. And it takes our cooperation with it. Which means that we're going to sacrifice. You and I are going to sacrifice some, a part of ourselves in order to fulfill this new command. Remember what, what Paul and Barnabas said? I think this is so cool. This is so cool because it's so right on and realistic for each and every one of us to reflect upon. He said, sometimes there are going to be hard things that we do for the sake of the kingdom of God. It's not all going to be easy. It's not going to be candy land. But sometimes it's going to be hard. Not because God wants to make it tough on us, but because loving, loving as Jesus did, calls for an awful lot. And he knows it because he did it. He gave and continues to give. So it always won't be easy. Okay, do we see any examples of that? This love, this law of love, in our lives today? You bet we do. You know, when I walk into a hospital room in either of the two hospitals here or down at University of Iowa hospitals, and I see family members or friends rallied around the sick person's bed, I am just really impressed by that. And, and here's why. Because I know, I've talked to people about this, and maybe you have too, or maybe you've experienced it in your own lives. I know that there's a lot of sacrificing that's going on in people's lives to take care of their loved one or friend or whoever it is who is sick. And sometimes it calls for an awful lot. Even a change in lifestyle where you're not free as much anymore. You can't do the things you want to do because you're tending to that person who is ill, maybe for a short period of time, maybe it's chronic, like cancer, or Parkinson's disease, multiple sclerosis, some of these long-term ailments, whatever it might be. Whoa. There's a lot of self-sacrifice and self-giving. I see the power of the cross. You know what? One time, one time, I walked into a care facility, and one of the spouses was, was dying. And it was clear that that spouse was going to die within a period of hours to days. And they were, the spouse was still conscious, and the other spouse was with, with the, their, his spouse. And she was there in bed, and he was, he was there next to her. 
And they were holding hands and looking in each other's eyes. And that's all they could do is look at each other and hold hands and maybe say a few things every once in a while. Because death was inevitable, they were going to be parted by death. And they tended to each other. The sick person who was dying and the spouse who was not. And I tell you what, maybe you had to be there, but I saw what it meant for God to love. This love that's on the cross right now that we see in Jesus. I see this too when parents are sacrificing for their kids. Now, I'm not talking about just the ordinary things that you do, and that's sacrifice too. But I'm talking about how you companion your children through some pretty rocky times, some, some rough times, and how you stick with it even though your heart is breaking. But you are there. Or I see it when people tell me that the only time that your son or daughter, usually teenage, but doesn't have to be, wants to talk is about midnight when mom and dad are in bed trying to get some sleep and then here comes your son or daughter and that's the time you're going to talk. So you just wake yourself up and you stay there and you talk for however long it takes in order to get things out or process or whatever is happening there. And I've heard about that time again. I've also seen it one time, one time, I was over at a house for dinner and then things didn't work out so well for one of the, the sons of the parents and it was a time out from dinner and so I just got to sit there like a fly in the wall and kind of see what was going on. And I respect these parents. I share this with couples who are in marriage preparation all the time. I respect these parents because their son was trying to play the dad off the mom, and um, mom wasn't having it, and so he just had to, you're in stasis, son. You're just going to be right there, and dad and I are going to talk about this situation. So they went off to their private place, talked about the situation. There wasn't any yelling or screaming, by the way. And then they come back, and they, they adjudicate their sentence for their son, and guess what? He didn't like it. Do you know when people yell and scream? Ta-da! That's what happened. But, but, here's the point. They were together. They worked it out. They parented, their, in this case, their son in a way that had to be done. And they weren't very popular with their son at that point. But what had to be done was done. There it is, right there. Lastly, think about the times that you or other people that you know were so spitting mad at somebody else that you wanted to go kapow, but you didn't. Instead, you tried to curb your anger and work things out. Or think about the times You've been really impatient, doesn't have to be driving, but that sure does evoke that these days. You've been around all these rummage sales or guard sales. 
people are crazy right now by the way they're parking, you know? And it does kind of elicit an impatience. But we can even go beyond the impatience in driving. We can go to where people just kind of have a way of grinding you. They just get under your skin. And either you're going to give it to them or you're going to be patient and long-suffering and try to do something else. And that isn't easy. There's the cross. There's the law of love that Jesus is talking about. Okay, I think we've got a good idea now, don't we? And, and I want to leave you now with a downer that says sometimes it's hard. We already talked about that. But I want to leave you with this. When you, or I, but when you love, as Jesus is calling in that law to do, then guess what? The glory of God is shown, shining through you. Now, not everybody might be able to see it, so don't worry about that. But the glory of God is shining through you. And you are glorifying God in a way that Jesus glorified his Father when he died on the cross. And, and what did, at the end there, what did Paul and Barnabas talk about in terms of the hardships and everything and the, what they were doing? Oh, yeah. It was bringing people to faith. It was bringing people to Jesus. Remember that. The glory of God. And you just might be opening a heart to Jesus. You just might be, because you loved, one of the people in that person's life that helps another to heaven. Love as Jesus did.